Hi everyone, welcome to our podcast, College Coffee Break, Mary Douglas edition. I'm Vanessa and I'm here with Ryan and Morgan. To start off this episode, I'm going to be talking about an anthropologist that I find very interesting and is considered one of my favorites. And she's an anthropologist that is a cultural theorist and some would say a symbolic anthropologist, Mary Douglas. And her successful 1966 book titled Purity and Danger, an analysis of concepts of pollution and taboo. But first, how did this book come about? Well, it stems from other symbolic anthropologists such as Durkham, Clifford Gertz, Victor Turner, and even Arnold Van Kemp and his idea of ambiguity. But most importantly, Mary Douglas finds inspiration from Durkham and Levi Stratus on the concepts of matter out of place. In this book, an important argument is presented, and that is her explanation that all modern cultures have concepts of what is pure and impure, clean and taboo. Purity and danger is an anthropological argument about how these concepts are created. Purity is a key theme at the heart of every society. A video is presented by Dr. Mike Callahan. As he talks about Mary Douglas's theories through her book, Purity and Danger, and one key element presented in that was the way we preserve the universe, is how we make categories about them. So looking more at an example standpoint, so what does this honestly look like? Well, in our society, what do we view as clean? Is it eating at a dinner table, sleeping in a bed, and or staying on the sidewalk path? The idea behind what is pure in our view of our society is how well we stay within the already created categories. So adding to that, what does danger look like? Well, to put it simply, eating on the floor or going to the bathroom outside or sleeping on the ground. These concepts are easy to relate to and easy to understand and grasp the basic nature of what she's trying to say. But Mary Douglas says that purity does not involve simply hygiene. So the concepts can become more complex and her main idea is this more wide range view and can be even more specific. It involves matter and the displacement of it, right? So going back to what Durkham had said, and you can see the inspiration starting to fall into her work. This concept can become challenging, such as looking at it between male and female, alive and dead, local and foreign, healthy and sick. So you can see that these concepts can get very, very complicated but are needed to be able to understand our society. More so, things that are dangerous are things that cross boundaries. So from all of this information, I would say that her work has helped all of us to take a step back and view what we have categorized in our society and force us to see what we consider danger and pure. And if you are someone pushing out of those categories, is it really a bad thing? And if it is, does it give you the opportunity to step back and have a reflection on yourself 
as in why you feel that way so strongly. Okay, my turn. So for my section, I covered Douglas's book called Natural Symbols, Explorations in Cosmology. So in the book, she explores the symbolic nature of rituals and religious iconography and other things that uh, govern our ways of life through an anthropological and sociological lens. She looks at how these symbols help shape the identities and how they've helped shape the identities of the adherents of cultures and religions and the greater societies that they inhabit. Um, at the end of the introduction, she sets out this postulate of identifying at least four social systems in which the body is being used in different ways to reflect and enhance each person's experience of society. Uh, some of the key takeaways that I have found in the book is uh, she uses, there's a lot of examples that are used in this book. Um, she uses a lot of examples from the, from Judaism and Christianity, the sort of Judeo-Christian religions. But she also explores the rituals, the iconography, and the cultures of different tribes and people from peoples from places such as Central Africa, the South Pacific, and Asia, and how those symbols formulated there. Uh, so as an example, uh, she explores how the use of language is used to describe God in the whole in the Bible and the purpose of language of how it illustrates God's divine power, his benevolent, his benevolency, um, towards, uh, b the believers and towards the human race. Uh, she also uses witch doctor accusations uh, that happen in Central Africa as a way of sort of illustrating how it's used as a method of control in order to, you know, make keep the people in line. One of the things that I kept noticing throughout the book is that these symbols and the social and political systems that formulated such as big man in new guinea is that they were influenced by the culture and the history that people were surrounded by and were not formed individually or independently what natural symbols do inform or illustrate to a person is which is can something that can only really be under is something that is just understood at the more general level and that to better understand symbols and societies that the people inhabit they also have to be understood um as being influenced by culture rather than just being purely individualistic 
uh, reading through through reading through this book, I've come to understand how much of a folly it is to think of symbols as just being natural and having no conception in the culture, history, or language of a people. In conclusion, I think what Douglas explores in the book relates to society is the fact that symbols are not just religious functions, but what we hold on to for meaning has no basis in what is quote-unquote natural, but is instead created to try and explain ideas, concepts, and other phenomena. I don't know. Do you guys have any thoughts? Mary Douglas's The Lele of Kisai is an anthropological research made in the Democratic Republic of Congo in 1963. The first volume is a compilation of numerous essays by Douglas on the Lele in the Belgium, Congo, covering a 15-year period. There are early indications of uh, Douglas's cultural imagination and written expression that were to make her work accessible and relevant to a Western readership of non-anthropologists. The intellectual tools example she gained from Africanist ethnography continue to serve her exploration of European and American society. Specifically, she covered in her chapters the Lily of the Map, production side of the economy, distribution of wealth, the village, offices and age sets, clans, uh, marriages through the private wife and private family, the communal village wife and communal family, blood debts, the village as creditors and debtors, the role of the aristocratic clan in relation between villages, religious sanctions on village unity and the organization of village cults, sorcery, control, control of sorcery, and European impact on Lely's society. So specifically, as Mary Douglas was going through there, she specialized in on-site experiencing uh, the culture as was uh, experienced through um, Milanowski following the same approaches. She lived amongst the people. She experienced what they experienced. And she specifically was a... Uh, uh, focused on the social structures of the Lele and the family's links, uh, their tradition and modern values. She analyzed the effects of colonization, um, the effects of economic status, uh, what money played on the social organization and social structures. She described similarities between Lele, the Kasai, and the Yokohama, which essentially shared the Kasai River, uh, but the Lele were poor and the Yokohama were rich, despite literally having the same common origins, speaking the same language, uh, having the same sort of uh, building structures, and uh, having similar practices as far as crafts and uh, agriculture. Uh, she also practiced using life or recording life stories of the people, so essentially creating uh, autobiographies of all the uh, populants, and that was uh, specifically to be able to capture different aspects of society that would have been hard otherwise. She also uh, looked at um, the matrilineal type of systems, where instead of being a patriarchy, it was uh, female-based, uh, specifically looking at uh, age sets where there were um, wives that were promised to older men, and they'd be married that way, and what the roles, the grandfathers and the father's roles would have been. Um, also looking at production and what um, colonization did to their structures, specifically looking at how um, uh, money, agriculture, and different aspects of colonization changed and eroded their society. This has specifically influenced uh, modern-day society and essentially looking at how social groups can, can create their own vision of the world and defines a style of thinking who governs 
and as well as the patterns of interaction also led to greater insights into looking at everyday social reality in new and unexpected ways. She showed the impact of colonization and how outside the influences uh, and changes create cultural erosion and new kin and social structures can displace those that were uh, gatherers, producers, and leaders. Some personal examples that I have seen is that literally uh, new social structures uh, such as globalization, cryptocurrency, online education, dating apps, and remote work are specifically changing our society uh, faster than anybody expected. Um, these new possibilities uh, are um, at the cost of leaving behind original social structures and systems that built society as we know it, um, but leave possibilities in the future.